We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are. Agree to disagree. Like, <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Like, well, make it bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that little thing. It's like a fucking yeah. okay, right, out right. T bird from Greece. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's got that black hair. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Chick Chat here on TheMesh.TV. Thanks for joining us. So excited that you're here. It's February. It's a chill in the air. There's love in the air. It's almost Valentine's Day. We are talking cross country again. Hey, Jeanette, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Hanging in there. We're just... uh, Checking along, it's finally February. January seemed to last for about 86 days, but right. yeah, and but here like we are. February is flying by. Exactly. Now we're like mid February, and I swear it was January just yesterday, but we're um we're fine with that. Everything's good. We've had some mild weather out here. It hasn't been real rainy. Um, and although they're saying March is gonna be our colder month, so we'll be prepared for that. Um so do you guys have normal? a rainy season out there? Or just as always, chances of rain. No, no, like spring and summer. Well, basically, summer is practically dry. Okay, um, it's very, very mild, and it's not humid, and it's really dry. It's beautiful. Um, last year, um, I mean, as in like twenty twenty one, we went about three and a half months without a single drop of rain. And that was like highly unusual, even just to not have like a little one rainy day. But we also had that big hot spell in the right. summer. Yeah. I that was that. ridiculous. Yeah. But um, which of course at that point, everybody's like, please rain, please rain. But <laughs> the one time we wanted is not here. Yeah. So we, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I would say late fall, winter is more the rainier season, but it's been fairly nice here, um, which I'm fine with. I'll take it. But of course it does get dry sometimes. And then I wish they would, it would rain to knock the dust off, you know? (laughs) No snow. Um, we had some in December, like little sprinklings of it here and there, but nothing debilitating of anything. So that was good. Yeah. We actually had some over Christmas break, uh, which was kind of cool. Yeah. But who knows what March will bring? Never know. (laughs) We'll keep you posted. Um, So lots going on. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you're just nosing around and seeing what you can find out there to listen to. Uh, we have lots more to listen to on the mesh.tv. You can check us out at the mesh.tv and really there's something for everybody. There is business shows, sports shows, guy shows, movie reviews, uh, local love, all kinds of different things. So go check out the mesh.tv subscribe, follow along. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. And uh, cozy up with your Valentine and listen to some podcasting. So not only could you be listening to podcasts, maybe listen to podcasts like if you're driving or if you want to just like relax for a little bit, but there's lots of other stuff happening on TV right now. 
I wanted to go over just a couple of things. We've got several topics I want to get to today, so I'm just going to kind of hit on some of them, see where you are, Jeanette. You and I have not talked um, actually since our last episode, so it's all kind of fresh to hear what your thoughts are on some stuff. Um, We are in special treat season of receiving Winter Olympics just like a mere six months after we discussed our Summer Olympics. Are you watching any of the current Winter Olympics? I watched yesterday because it had the fun events, the figure skating, the (laughs) snowboarding races. I don't know what they're called. but um, And then Chloe Kim's tricks on this half pipe or whatever. Yes. Um, So I watched those. I'm going to be honest, I like watching when there's Americans in the race because I don't really know a lot about Winter Olympics. Yeah. And I even yeah. made the comment to my daughter. I'm like, that doesn't seem like we're as good as Winter Olympics as we are at the Summer Games. But so I'll, I'll find myself watching and watching Giant Slalom. And um, I think the thing about the Winter Olympics, it's a lot of individual events and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people in each event. So it's like, I'm watching Chloe Kim, but then I have to watch 15 people before her, which is fine. I don't know like, Hey, what I'm watching. It just looks cool in the scoring. So I have been watching here and there. I do watch some curly. There's there's an American in it only because I feel like that's my sport. Like if I'm going, how can you not? It's mesmerizing. Curler. So yeah. Curling. There was a picture of the men's curling U S team. And mm-hmm. somebody made a meme out of it that said something like, this looks like five dads that just got together yeah. to like go out and have a beer for the night. You know? <laughs> right. See, like there's, I don't feel like it has to be in my top shape no, to do it. There's a total like, possibility to, for this. My endurance doesn't have to be great. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, there's some sliding or whatever sure. they call it involved. So yeah, some type of endurance, but. Well, and the sliding, the sliding looks fun and yet not dangerous. Like some of these other things like luge and bobsled and all that stuff, right? right? Like I'm going to get head injuries, right? Like I'm not going to get a concussion from curling unless right. I just really slip and fall and hurt myself. And I feel like the sweeping thing, I, I can get down. Totally. Like, totally. Aim. I've played high school sports. Like, <laughs> There's something there. I love it. Well, I have been watching when I can, you know, it's, it's weird timing, obviously, because of the time difference in China and whatnot. So that is all <laughs> unique, but when it's on, I'll kind of flip through, see what's on, watch for a little bit. Mm-hmm. My kids um, have been watching some of it too, but I as well have watched some of the figure skating and the uh, snowboarding, mainly to watch Sean White uh, do his thing. And I love the downhill skiing stuff, you know, slalom and everything mm-hmm. else, just because it's it's mind boggling to me, you know, how fast they're going and everything. I love the luge. Um, but not sure if you saw last night, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor and go look up the video of U.S. figure skater Nathan Chen mm-hmm. just killing it and spoiler alert, winning gold. I got to see him. I did get to watch he that. He is phenomenal, you know, and um, 
in his first skate, like I forget what the rounds are called, you know, last night he did the free skate um, as well. But in the, like the first part thing he did where he was part of the team, I think um, Mm -hmm. he got like the world record in the highest points ever given like to a guy out there. And then his free skate was last night, which he did to an Elton John medley, which I thought was amazing. And he's just so darn good. They call him the quad king because he is just doing four circles in the air when he turns four, you know, and it's, (laughs) it's unbelievable to watch. Like, and he makes it look very effortless. Um, as he should. Of when course. you watch, do you brace yourself for his landing? I'm always 100%. like, oh. every time. And, and, you know, he's got this like kind of wavy, curly hair. He runs his hands through it all the time. He's got this cute smile. He's like 22 years old or something. Um, oh, hello. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> like it's like you were playing like a uh, entrance for Nathan Chen. Oh my or gosh! Something. I didn't even realize that was on. I am so sorry. Totally <laughs> leave this in. Leave this in. This I'm is sorry. I had no goal. That was so on. This is what happens. I love it. So so um, yeah, go look up Nathan Chen's performance for anybody out there that hasn't watched it. Um, it's it's great. He's adorable. He was in the 2018 Olympics and he was predicted projected. I don't I don't know the word. He was the person they thought was going to be the gold medalist um in 2018. I don't remember him in 2018 well, because okay. he did really poorly and um, he just didn't do as they thought he would do. But this was redemption. And so essentially he left um, from the 2018 Olympics. He went and, you know, they have the like national competitions and different events that they're skating in, obviously mm-hmm. in the off years of the Olympics. And he went and like won all of those and then came back and has just dominated this, um, this year. And they said, you know, I mean, he's, He's one that uh, Scott Hamilton was talking about how focused he is. He's one of the uh, like most polished skaters you'll see during practice and things like that. So, I mean, obviously if Scott Hamilton says it, then it's Bible, right? I mean, I will believe anything Scott Hamilton says about ice skating. He he would know. He would hundred percent know. So, um, so Nathan Chen, let's see. I also watched, Oh, Michaela Schifrin, mm-hmm. that poor thing. Oh, she's had a tough go of it so, so far. You know, and she was also one of these that was predicted to be the big winner, right? But unfortunately, her dad passed away, who was kind of one of her biggest cheerleaders. Um, and and he was also, at all of her races, he was always at the, the ending mm. spot, you know, where they come. And he was taking photographs. He kind of was amateur photographer for this. Um, and he's not there, you know, I mean, you got to think that that's affecting her. She's had like two do not finishes or did not finish results. Yeah, she fell, and, right? Yeah. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see, especially it's when tough. it's, it's gotta be mentally tough for her. Unbelievable. How much is probably going through their head you know, during the race, but thinking about the buildup, the where you've been before with your dad down there, whatever it may be, but 
clearly just not her event this year. She's, she, uh, hopefully, I mean, she's young enough. She can just come back and yeah, go again another time, hopefully. Well, and she's She's got more races though, right? I think she does. I think she has some still to go. Um, okay. I'm not sure if they're her top ones, her her oh, okay. best events, but I don't I don't know. Um yeah. I mean clearly I'm the, <laughs> the authority. Than <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously an authority on <laughs> the skiing events. When I heard that they go 80 miles an hour while going downhill, I was like, mm, that was never for me. <laughs> no, this is this that's why it blows my mind. I've actually seen one of those videos <laughs> where somebody has the camera on their helmet and they're like, here's mm -hmm. the POV of the slalom race or whatever it is, whatever it was. And I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Like this is unbelievable. And then the guy narrating it says, now, of course, the guy going is going really slow in order to give you a good view. They're usually going like 20 miles faster than what you're seeing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the way he's going right now is way too fast for me already. So I have no idea how they do it, but it's, it is fun to watch. It's, it's, you know, there's always great stories that come out during the Olympics. You hear all these hero stories and redemption stories. There's the one guy that was fighting cancer last year and is in redemption or redemption is in remission now and came back and won a gold medal. There was a guy who, a skier who won a silver medal 50 years to the day that his mom won a medal in the Olympics for the same event. Like just fun I things. Saw there was an American who did, I think it's called freestyle skiing. Is that the one? I think that's the one where they come down the hill and like without poles. Yes, and do I think so. Or jump. Um, I think he won either the silver or the bronze a couple days ago, but he had been in a pretty bad car accident and like, didn't know if he would ever be able to do anything like that again. And he's, he's an American. I forget his name, but yeah, I'm always amazed at the number of stories that come out of the Olympics. Like, yeah, it's not just all these athletes have been training since birth to like do this. Right, right. <laughs> some things in there that you're like, yes, they've been training that or not, you know, literally that long, but for a long time. But yeah, there's been some bumps along the way. And it's it is inspiring. It like, is. It is. Sort of if you don't know who they are yeah. or what, you know, it's it's like, oh, I hope they do. Well. I know. I kind of find new people to pull for or something. Right. <laughs> there was a girl that's an inline skater. You know, and those things are crazy too. You know how they like lean all the way into the side when they're going around in circles and stuff. And oh, I, mean, I love that event. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to watch. And they're all so close to each other and turning and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she, um, she like got her start in it because she and her buddies used to go to the skating rink like every weekend and stuff and would be on um, not ice skating rink, the roller rink. And she did... Um, like rollerblades. Yeah. You know, that's how she skated back then, just like all of us did. Right. And then one of her friends was like, Oh, they said that if you do, um, if you can rollerblade, you can totally do this thing at the ice rink. We should go try it. And like she and her friends just went and like did it. And now she's in the Olympics. She was like, yeah, we're like all really tight still. I'm like, just 
Who just makes the Olympic team on a whim? Who's like yeah. who's like spending the weekend at Skateland? Yeah, skate. They're at Skateland one weekend doing couple skate. The next weekend they're in China. Yeah. Like whatever. This is nothing. No, it's just some people have that gift, you know. But it's it is cool to find these stories and follow them. So I've been watching. I'm waiting to see the skeleton event. That one always gets my nerves up. Really. Is that the like a luge? It thing? looks like the luge, but it's just a sled. Oh, but they're on that they're the person that's on the sled laying down by themselves. It's, ah. But they're head is that first. Like a car like oh no, this is the sl- it's a sled. They're head first. They're head first. Oh. And it's just them by themselves on it. The skeleton. There's a reason it's called that. See, who decides that's what you want to do? Who says, you know what? <laughs> I want to go on a sled, 80 to 100 miles an hour. Head first. Blind. Head first. Yeah. No, it's... You see how I... It's crazy scary to watch. Like, I always think the luge is pretty scary because I I try to imagine, you know, they can't really see that great when you're doing the luge. Your feet are supposed to lead you um, when you're doing the luge, which is laying on your back. But this is like... It looks like an old school sled, like a... Like a toboggan I guess that people would call it right like um and where or you know what else it looks like those things we used to use in PE class that were like um had four wheels and it was a piece of plastic with handles and you got to ride around yeah scooter things that you ride around on it looks sort of like that but a little bit longer and you just lay your body on top of it See, that's the other thing about the Winter Olympics. There are more events where I feel like people are putting their life in danger to win gold medals than at the Summer Olympics. Agreed. Like, my my daughter was watching the cross country. She goes, who decided that let's just put a gun on and put some skis on and then let's go like long distance skiing with a gun and then let's shoot it a couple times. Yeah, that's the um, biathlon yeah. Is running so. running and shooting. Like, seems really weird. Um, biathlon debuted in 1948 for men, but women didn't do it until 1992. It's your fun fact for the day. It's a fun fact. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we've got the Winter Olympics. That's always just fun to tune into if you see it on while you're sitting around, like, Go USA. At night because it's morning in China. Exactly. You've got to watch it prime time. It's a good afternoon for China. And I'm like, my kids are about ready to go to bed. Yeah. What are you talking about? And in the mornings, like if you watch uh, like the Today Show or anything like that, where they do, you know, I say the Today Show because NBC is carrying the Olympics. Craig Melvin is in China covering it. Yeah. And so whenever you watch the Today Show in the mornings, it's like midnight. Over there, and Craig Melvin's been up doing interviews and everything else all during the day, and he's at midnight, and he's always like, "Hey, not <laughs> not much going on right now because it's you know pretty late over right, here." But I'll, just buy it. I'll tell you what happened earlier today. <laughs> so, well, and that's the thing. Even watching Nathan Chen, I was like falling asleep halfway and then I had to wake myself up I'm like oh he's on because it was after midnight yes. before he completed or he started his program yes. I'm like come on Nathan. I know I get like, it and I get a little I, like- I get a little just like upset sometimes when I see an event and I'm watching and I'm like oh my god this is amazing you know I'm watching 
somebody's ski or something. And then afterwards they're, they're like, and that was Jeanette Jones winning the gold medal 16 hours ago or something. I'm like, Oh damn. Like right, that like wasn't live. Watching it live. Uh, so that's my thing. Like I want to work logistics because in events like that, when they're in foreign countries, I want the, and I know there's some rhyme or reason for the order that the people go. Nathan Chen probably went last because right, right. he had the highest score. He was able to see what everyone else did before he skated. I get it. But selfishly, I would like our time zone, since we're yeah. way behind everybody else, yes. let our people go first yeah. so that we can see it like normal time frame. Can and then let all the other European and Asian countries watch it in a in a good time frame for them. Like, can somebody <laughs> not work up a spreadsheet where really you just <laughs> block people in based on their time zone, right? Like, sorry, Nathan, you're going to skate at eight because Mary yes. Margaret and Jeanette have to go to bed <laughs> and they would like to see you perform. You know, I, I even get a little frustrated. This is horrible to say, but I get a little perturbed even at some of these people that they are like California native so-and-so is skiing for the Philippines and won a gold medal or something. And I get it. I get you're allowed to participate under your parents' home country as well. Like yeah. only, it's only like one generation. I think, I think you can only do it like to your parents. It can't be like your grandparents or whatever. Right. <laughs> but, um, I get a little perturbed sometimes. Cause I'm like, have you ever been to the Philippines? Like, have you really ever been there or did your mom grow there or was born there and then moved to California when she was 14 or something, you know, but yeah, all these people, they're talking about how good they're doing for other countries, but whatever. <laughs> they're like born and raised in Laguna Beach, California and <laughs> skiing <Not> for <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Damn it. Do you here? <laughs> I know. I don't get it, but there is that one girl. I think she's like what? the face of the Olympics or something because she's skiing for China maybe and she's yeah. in California. So, yeah, it always the yeah, she won gold. Yeah, she won gold. And I kind of get hers because hers was I so apparently China isn't big on the Winter Olympic thing either. They don't it's not a lot it's not represented a lot right. in a lot of events. I think like figure skating, speed skating, like those type of events maybe. So she said, I don't know if it's specifically her sport, but her whole goal was she wanted to bring recognition in China to that sport um, or just winter sports. Whatever. Overall. So she participated and she won the gold. And I'm kind of like, I'm going to claim half of that as ours. Right. <laughs> and like, you don't get a parade when you come back. Right. Like, Ojai, California, or wherever it is you're from, like, is not going to give you a parade, or I would hope not. Bravo yeah. for you. I know you're really good. I get it. But. You're wearing the other. Well, and then there are people who, there are people who maybe just can't make the team of the country that yeah. they were born and yeah. raised in, and but they're really good. And then maybe another country would, yeah, they can they can go under their flag. And it happens in the Summer Olympics too. I think it's just yeah. given 
it's more prominent in the Winter Olympics, I think, for some reason. Yeah, there's a, and I um, a lot of this, there's a lot more winter sports in other countries than there are. Like we don't see a lot of Australia in these Winter Olympics. Right. I haven't seen one. Right. There, there probably is, but I feel like those countries that are doing really well in winter sports, it's because they have skiing all the time. Right. They have these winter events all the time where we're seasonal or we're yeah. based on location. Yeah. Like we have, I don't know. I, so I always feel like there's always those people who are really, really good at the winter Olympic sports, but our pool is so tiny here yeah. that maybe we can go somewhere else and, and be represented. Yeah. Know. And there is a, a kid from Portland out here um, who I saw in the morning news that they were interviewing him and it was so exciting because they were like, he's the flag bearer. He's from Portland and all this stuff, but he's the only person participating in the winter Olympics from the Philippines. And I'm like, well, of course he's the flag bearer. Cause he's the only one, but, um, but yeah, he's like born and raised in Portland and his mom was born in the Philippines. So whatever. I don't make the rules, but still fun to watch. Look, I'm not good enough to do any of it, including curling right now. I know. So I know. One day, one day. It's like we talked about back in the Summer Olympics. There is no rule out there saying that you have to like fill out a paper to consider yourself an Olympic hopeful. Like you don't have to file any report or anything online or pay any fee. You can just call yourself an Olympic hopeful. That's what I'm going to do. Because I'm hopeful. One day I could be on it. Who knows? I think we should just figure out a time, get our curling down, form our curling team. There's, there are, do it. you know, in, I know in North Carolina, I'm sure there has to be some out here too or something, but, um, cause I know at one point I even looked into, there's a curling place in like Charlotte maybe, or Winston-Salem where you, okay. yeah, you just go and they have like, um, Sip and curl type things, you know, where you, you I don't know that sounds drink, good. drink and curl. I don't, I don't know, but there are, hey, I'm all for it. yeah, but I'm going to walk in going, no, I'm an Olympic hopeful. I do not <laughs> See? need to <laughs> I need you guys to be serious. <laughs> you guys to be serious about this. 20, what is this? 2022, 2026 is my goal. Hey, I will not be sipping. You never know. That's right. Afterwards. Celebration time. Oh, goodness. Well, okay. Speaking of celebrations, big time, who are you cheering for in the Super Bowl? Cincinnati Bengals. Come I mean, on. I know. I knew what you were going to say, but I had to let people know. But, you know, sometimes I'm people an don't Ohio know. Girl. That's right. You're from Our Ohio. went to my high school. Who did? We are tiny. The quarterback. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow went to my high. I mean, not obviously at the same time, but oh yes, God. we're both from Athens. Because he's a Ohio. baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm smarter than that. <laughs> not great at curling yet, but definitely smarter than not being Joe Burrow's class. Um, he, we're both from Athens, Ohio. Yes. Tiny town, college town. Both graduates of Athens High School. Our town is like the Bulldogs. Go, go dogs. Okay. So our town, and I'm following this all online because I'm obviously not there, but all my friends that are still there 
all over Ohio, in Athens still, like our town has t- turned into like Bengals Central. I hear you. And apparently, and I don't know if this is rumor or truth, but Athens, Ohio is, you can, has the most sales of Bengals apparel outside of Cincinnati. Huh. Because of Jim And Burke. like he's, his parents still live there. Oh, fun. And I'm still in their same place as far as I know. They're still active in the community. Like Joe still comes home, does things, practices on the football field. Like, yeah. So obviously, yeah, we're we're definitely Bengals Joe Burrow fans here. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel kind of bad now because I was gonna say the Rams for me, but <laughs> I I I like Joe Burrow. I do. I um I like him. I like um what is it? Um, their coach, Zach, um, Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor. I like him. Um, but I love Sean McVay, the Rams coach. Okay. So I'm kind of pulling for the Rams. I kind of like the fact they used to be in St. Louis, you know, where I used to live for a little bit, but girl, you came to visit me in St. Louis. No, I know you used oh. to be in St. Louis. I didn't know you didn't know. I was like, wait, what? No, the oh, Rams were. The Rams were. Not oh, the Sean Rams. McVay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, I thought you were saying you didn't know. And I'm like, we had dinner in St. Louis together. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so I like that they came from St. Louis. You know, they've got this fantastic area down here. We've gotten to see a lot more Rams stuff just because of now being on the West Coast. Um, So when the games are on and stuff, sometimes, you know, the preference of who gets to see what, but um, I love Sean McVay. I love that he's got a handler. I love that he gets so excited. He's got to be pulled off the field by like a personal assistant all the time. Like, I think it's adorable. Um, But I would not be upset if the Bengals win so that they could get their first, like that would be really cool. I'm, pretty happy to pull sort of for a, an underdog or a first timer or whatever it may be. So after those last couple weeks of football that were played, um, and they were just like amazing games. Um, I'm really excited to see the Super Bowl. It was like the best playoff season I've ever watched. Like all the games were good. All the games were close. I'm like, this is exciting. I know. And then not to mention, I mean, I know it's out there everywhere but you know go ahead let's discuss who's going to be on the halftime show right up so our stinking alley like they 90s babies they've got these i think they're playing into like the i mean you know in fact i don't even know because what zach taylor and sean mcveigh are both like super young in the world of they probably like grew up more so in the 90s than like I'm more of an 80s kid right graduated high school in the early 90s well graduated college in the late 90s so yeah this is this is right in our wheelhouse of the performances mm-hmm. happening so we've got Dr. Dre Mary J Blige Snoop Dogg Kendrick Lamar nah, I can take your leave that one and Eminem yeah. Um, so it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be a good one. And if you saw that teaser for them announcing who was going to be in the show, you know, uh, the 
it's like a little mini movie they put together. I can imagine the money they spent on just the trailer for it. I can't even think about how much this show at halftime is going to cost. Like it is going to be phenomenal. Pretty sure it's going to be amazing. It's yeah. I can't wait. The whole thing's going to be good. Yeah. So I hope it's a great, I wish I would have taken the day off, which another fun fact about this show. Yes. Cincinnati has canceled school for the, for all the kids on Monday following the Super Bowl. Cincinnati. There's no school. What? Cincinnati. So, So it's either to for celebration and get to stay up late or it's to drown your sorrows. Because the game is late. Because the game is late. Uh, because the game, game, I think, doesn't start till 7. So, and you know, you have a little longer extended halftime because of the halftime show. Right. So on a good night, you're going to get done 10, 11 o'clock, if not later. And then, yeah, if they win, it's going to be even later because you're going to want to watch the trophy ceremony. So they've just already gone ahead and said... No school on Monday. All right. All right. I'm wondering if Athens is going to follow suit, but I doubt it. I don't know. Well, but it could. It's, it could. it's, uh, I have to go to work. So. Right. <laughs> it not really matter to me. Yeah. No kidding. My kids have to go to school. They don't care. And, you know, heck out here. I'll tell you, there's definitely a plus of living out here is the time zone difference. Like mm-hmm. on Sundays, we watch football at 10 in the morning. And it's that's so weird. Pretty fantastic. Late games Breakfast are football. like that would be awesome. It's it you know that's actually a thing out here. There's a lot of brunch, um, places, buffets, breakfast stuff that that will have the football on. Bars are open on Sunday mornings and that's stuff. You know, funny. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's also really nice on late game nights, especially for like some of the basketball games, uh, college basketball games that start at like seven, eight o'clock sometimes at night. And you're, um, you know, getting to watch that at five o'clock, four o'clock, whatever. And it disrupts nobody's sleep schedule. So I kind of, I kind of like it. I'm fine with, uh, the time zone difference out here, but either way I will be watching the game, the halftime, everything. Um, it should be a really good game. I think. Yeah, it should. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that would be, that would be awesome. All right. So moving on to some other fun news, I guess. Um, I don't know this one, just, this just kind of struck me as interesting. And I think it's something maybe we should consider as a chick chat field trip. Oh, I like field trips. Yes. So Pete Davidson and Colin Jost have purchased a ferry in Staten Island. Like a legit like together or separate together. They have gone in together and bought a Staten Island ferry. Why? (laughs) So they bought a a decommissioned Staten Island ferry for two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Like that's it. Like I mean, I get that's a lot of money, but like, like I could have bought that. But that's <laughs> instead of buying a house, exactly. Just, that's a house, right? That's yes. Yeah. Um, and they are going to turn it into like an event space. There's going to be like a bar, a nice restaurant. There's going to be a big entertainment space on the lower level. They're going to dock it in the city and have like a nice place for people to go. 
Oh, that sounds fun. I think it sounds phenomenal. That sounds, it sounds really cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm bored. I thought it was just going to be like, park your car, pay your fare. No, <laughs> like they're the turning yeah. it into something. Yeah. So I love it. I think that's really fun. Um, uh, Pete Davidson has called it the windowless van of the sea is what a ferry is. Um, he said they didn't really think the whole thing through um, until after they purchased it and to figure out like what they were going to do with it. But they yeah. kind of found out they could and there it is. Uh, he was like, you know, we're boat people now. He's like, <laughs> um, it's, it's not a yacht that you're going to have rap videos on or anything. He's like, but it's going to be pretty cool. So I don't know. I think that sounds fun. I love Colin Jost. And I mean, Pete Davidson's yeah. just kind of at the height of everything right now. So right. dating Kim Kardashian, it doesn't get me. I'm than that. pretty sure I could get on board with going and checking it out. Yeah. He actually called Kim Kardashian, his girlfriend the other day, like in an interview, like, <laughs> yeah, like, said girlfriend like that's it's kind of a big deal right it is a big deal that means they've discussed it and she's okay with that's it. right because she put it out there for the universe to hear because that's kind of kooky news but here in other kooky news did you hear what the queen said about camilla yes and i yeah, have a I feeling know. like you and i might have different opinions on this i don't know i don't know so, in Queen Elizabeth's Jubilee message, she included a request that her daughter-in-law, Camilla, be named Queen Consort when Prince Charles takes the throne. Um, her exact quote was, And when, in the fullness of time, my son Charles becomes king, I know you will give him and his wife, Camilla, the same support that you have given me, and it is my sincere wish that when it when that time comes, Camilla will be known as Queen Consort as she continues her own loyal service. So in her Jubilee uh, message, that was for 70 years of being on the throne. Um, you know, she's been known as the Duchess of Cornwall since they got married. They stayed away from Wales or anything like that, obviously because of Princess Diana. Um but that is a title she has. She just doesn't use it. She is the Princess of Wales. She just doesn't use it. Right? Um, I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere. I don't know. Um, whenever they were married, the Queen said that she would be known as the Princess Consort whenever he became king. Oh, okay. And now that's why it's kind of a big deal is because she's changed it to the queen consort. Um, yeah. So I don't know, I guess whatever. I mean, it's, it's just, she is his wife. Um, it's been many years. Yeah. She seems to have a good relationship with the boys. She seems to have a good relationship with the queen. She seems to be doing her duties. I mean, he is going to be the king. Now, that is also, I don't know. I. It's its like any other family, right? Like, things happen. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I know that everyone's looking at it like, was she the reason things happened? But at the same time, it's been over 20, 
five years at this point. Yeah. Um, maybe not quite that long, but I get where the queen is coming from. She, when they got married, yes, maybe it was still one of those. It's too soon. But I think maybe, and she may be reading the room, right? right. Like she may be reading the of the country. Maybe they've warmed up to her a little bit to where, and maybe this is well, what Charles wants. So well, maybe, I mean. They did do a poll on YouGov poll of, of Britons um, in mid 2021. And they found that only 14% of respondents thought that she should become queen when Charles becomes king. Queen meaning oh. queen consort. Queen consort, yeah. And then, um, what did it say? Another 41% preferred the title of princess consort. And then 28% thought she shouldn't have a title at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they haven't. I don't, I don't know that they love her, but. Okay. Um, you know, maybe that will change after the queen has made this comment though. And now that people know that the queen's behind it, maybe they will back her as well. I don't know. Um, I just, you know, it's just, it's just one of those stories that kind of just ticks you off, right? Like about the, the affair and everybody loved princess Diana and then the tragic death and all this stuff, you know, it's just got all those little makings of, Mm-hmm. The story that makes you want to dislike somebody, even when you don't know them. Right. Yes. That's what it is. Absolutely. It is. It's a hundred percent that. Yeah. So. And I, because Diana had always made mention of her always being part of their marriage, even from being at their wedding. Right. During their courtship. Like she was just always there. I think that's what it is. Is like. Yeah. Kind of lurking in the shadows, like yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, well, yeah, and nowadays too, like unfortunately, I think for Camilla, not that their story hasn't been out there. Obviously, everybody's known about it. There's been plenty of documentaries and reports and everything else done on Charles and Diana to know the history of Camilla in their relationship. However, Netflix putting the crown out Mm -hmm. and this past season was when they got to where Camilla was in the whole season. Right. Um, Right. That just sort of brought in a different generation, even I think to understanding the depth of that story. And I get that that's dramatized a little bit, but maybe it's not like, who knows, you know, it's like, it's so unnerving to watch that story on, on the crown just makes you so. And it also makes you wonder why she felt the need to mention it at all. You know, like why did the queen feel like it was an announcement that needed to be made? Well, almost like something happened and she needed to be clear. I think maybe this is, I mean, yeah. Like, why are you telling everybody? But I guess maybe because she publicly said previously that it was just going to be princess consort. And so obviously if something happens, like the way it's looking is the only way Charles is going to get up on the throne is if the queen dies, right? Like she's not stepping down is, right. is not what it looks like. Right. So obviously if she's gone and then later they're like, Oh no, she's the queen consort. And everybody's like, uh, 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 she said princess consort whenever they got married. <laughs> and 
I could hear Charles being like, what? right. I hear Charles being like, no, mommy said, mommy said, like, she told me, she told me like you, you just didn't hear it. You know, <laughs> like, okay. You know, so maybe she's out there like, fine, Charles, I'll make an announcement. And just so it's kind of clear, because when she's gone, like she's gone, you know, and so maybe it's just to make it documented, whatever. She's like, fine, take the queen name. I don't care. And maybe, I mean, because at that point, Charles would be king and he could make a different decision. Maybe she just wanted to be a her record. Charles. Right. Like her, like Charles had this discussion with her and just says. I'm going to make her the queen, you know, if and when I'm on the, and so not to put any ill will towards Charles when that happens, if he were going to do that, she went ahead and said, I'll just let everybody know that I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah. I could see something like that being the case where she says princess consort and then she, you know, dies and he takes the throne and then he says, no queen consort. And then everyone's like, boo, his throwing rocks right. in the bucket. Right? Like, Charles is the worst. We want William, right? Like, so, I mean, like, okay, we just. I'm afraid that might happen anyway. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this was really the biggest drama we could have. <laughs> boo, boo. Charles is the worst. Oh, goodness. It's going to be interesting to see. I by no means want the queen gone because she is everything. But, like, I don't know. It's going to be strange. Think about this. It's like this weird transition where it's like getting older. Like, you're his parent is starting to make preparations for when she's no longer here. And that's like, it's very sad. Like, the fact that she's making these pronouncements saying if and when in due time or whatever her words were. and Well, and because Philip like, passed away. Recognizing the fact that she's 90-something, right? Yeah, Philip so, died. And so, I mean, you know, right. Philip looked frail and had been sick. We know that. But it still yeah. makes it, like, hard when he actually passed no. away. It's like, oh, shit. Like, that's, he's really yeah. gone type thing. So, yeah, I mean, as much as you don't want to hear about it, like, good for her for making things right before she goes, right? Order, yeah. You know, nobody wants to talk about that stuff. And, you know, obviously even people on like a parent child level, um, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to, but I've heard, I know from experience, like my grandparents, I believe whenever, you know, they passed away. um, I know it was a big deal that my mom didn't have to do anything. Because it was all mm-hmm. arranged and taken care yeah, of. Yeah. You know, they knew what they wanted. They lined it up. It was done. Um, so, I mean, you know, I've heard people say that that's actually like a, a nice gift, right? Like my dad did the same thing. Like we didn't have to worry about anything. He had made, he had his will. Yeah. He had everything written down, documented. And we were just like, you okay. see it through just like that. Right. And it's, yeah. it's out there and it's, yeah. It's so, I I hate that she's talking like this, but maybe, like you said, maybe she's just trying to get all of her ducks in a row, mm-hmm. her her hens in a row, her corgis in a row. Yes, <laughs> I feel like there was something more regal than ducks, but yeah, that's she's doing something. So, 
We'll see, but it'll be king and queen, yada, yada. Whatever, Camilla. Um, in other strange news, moving on, all, all kinds of strange, weird things in the entertainment world. Uh, I'm kind of wanting your opinion on this. Uh, there's been lots of drama going on with Kim and Kanye. He's, I fear, having another one of his sort of episodes where he kind of goes off on social media and stuff, you know, years ago, remember he had that kind of episode as what I'm calling it. Cause I'm not sure mentally if, if he's, if he was well during that time or not, but he kind of just goes on these rants on like Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is, <laughs> not Facebook, uh, like Twitter and stuff. And mm-hmm. He's kind of going at it again. Uh, he's been carrying on personal conversations with Kim, essentially, on there. But one was um, that he kind of came out and claimed that he does not like his daughter being allowed to be on TikTok against his will. That was yeah. his quote, against yeah. his will. Um. You know, Kim has kind of come back and said that the constant attacks on her in interviews and social media is very harmful and, in fact, more harmful than any TikTok North might create. Um, you know, she says, you know, as this the main provider for the children, she is, you know, watching these things. She knows um, the time that's on screen time and everything else. And of course he came back with like, what do you mean main provider? And it's just, I don't know. It's gotten kind of ugly. It's gotten kind of ugly. You know, it started out those two when they separated, it actually looked pretty peaceful. You know, it looked like there were still a couple of events they attended together. There was still some uh, family photos that were out there that they were doing things together and stuff. And it seemed to be going well, but apparently now it is not. So all of that aside, uh, cause I'm sure they hate it when I get in their business, but all that aside, what are your thoughts on him saying that North shouldn't or is on TikTok against his will? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, my first thing is, I don't know what type of custodial agreement they have. I'm sure they have one. I'm sure. And Kim seems very smart when it comes to business and the kids. And I mean, everything. she's a baby and, lawyer. Right? Right. <laughs> so she won the baby. She passed the baby bar. Yes. So um, I'm assuming that he doesn't get a say in whether this happens. Now, that aside... She's very young. She is. My daughter is 14. Yes. I monitor her social media. There are things that I don't want her on, things that she is on. It's a private account. Mm-hmm. She can only accept friends. Only friends can see her. Um, so I understand. But my daughter's also not the daughter of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Right. So she does have a bigger profile. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, nine-year-olds, I don't know how old she is, but, you know, whatever her age group is, they're a little, 
they have phones. They're on these mediums. And I'm sure that's what her stuff is targeted to. Now, if she was on TikTok doing inappropriate age-wise things, like that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if she's just like showing everybody her candy and her movie theater. And, <laughs> right. I mean, okay. You know, like I get where he says, yes. You, and ideally both parents would agree that this, the child can have this. But you also have to say at one point, you know, if the parents are no longer together and there is a primary custodial parent who is able to make these full custody parent, who's able to make these decisions. Sure. You would love to have the other person's opinion, but if you kind of feel like their opinions unreasonable, I could see where you kind of compromise and say, look, I'm going to let her have the account, but I'm going to monitor it or I'm going to lease it. Or she can only make one post a week, you know, or, and we have to approve the post. Like she's not going to be able to post it. Somebody from my team or me will have to post it Mm -hmm. like those type of things. Um, But I mean, I don't want to take anything away from him being a parent. I don't know what type of parent he is, what type of, they all seem to be when it picture wise, very involved in the kids' lives. So I get him wanting to have that say legally obligated to have that say is a completely other, another thing. Mm -hmm. And well, and I also, I also think it comes into play too about how he handled it. Like as in, Hey, guess what? You're on social media ranting about your daughter being on social media. Like how about that's not an example. If this is, if this is an issue that you are truly concerned about and really don't want her on TikTok as your child, you know, because she's too young or because it's too visible or whatever it may be, then take that to Kim or take it to a lawyer or whatever it may be. But and you both have a conversation with her about what is appropriate and what's not that's to be right. on TikTok. If if she's going to be allowed to continue to be on TikTok, here are the rules. Right. I'm just not like don't call her don't call her mother out on social media. That's I'm not cool with that. Like I feel like that's no. Like you have her phone number. You know how to text her. You know you're going to send her a letter for anything yeah. else, right? And yeah, I just this, that's one of my like I talk about that all the time. Like watching couples communicate on social media when they're sitting next to each other at home, oh or it could have been a text, or it could have been a phone call. Like I'm like yeah, I don't even know all your business. Yeah. I I don't even know if you're coming for dinner. Or do you need to pick up milk on the way home? Or I'm the same way. My youngest daughter made the mistake one time, one time because you know you can do anything you want one time, right? Right. She texted me. Okay, so my youngest daughter does not have a phone. She has, mm-hmm. I mean, she has a physical phone that is Wi-Fi only that she can use in the house for like games and stuff, but it does not have calling ability or any of that. Um, just because of, of our age rules and things like that. Right. But she was upstairs. Um, I don't live in a giant house. There is an upstairs and where her room is. And I was in the kitchen and she texted me and said, can I have a snack? I immediately went to the steps and yelled up to the top, you know, (laughs) come down and talk to me face to face. Like I basically was just trying to nip that whole culture in the bud right then. Right. So she learned and, and knows now, like 
When you are sitting in the same house with me, please do not text me with any sort of questions or anything. You want to send me a funny picture? Okay, like that's one thing. But (laughs) don't talk to me while you're in the same house. And so, yeah, I can't stand that either when not even just famous people, but like anybody. I've seen people on Facebook that like people, I know do it. Yeah. people on yeah. Facebook, they put something, a post up about like, oh, my husband said this, this, this. And then the husband responds in the comments. Right. That's what I'm, like. I'm like, stop, you know? Oh yeah. So anyway, that and those ambiguous ones, like, you know, it's, oh, I'm in so need of thoughts right now. <laughs> Think positive. And I'm like, what am I thinking positive for? I, don't, <laughs> like, I need more details. Yes. There's some comedian I saw um, like a reel on Instagram or something like that, where it was just a preview for his show, you know, but he was saying, you know, look, he's like, I'll, I'll send, send you good thoughts all the time. You know, like whatever you need, you can send me good thoughts, but please make it appropriate. He's like, you know, I am not going to pay play. um, I'm not going to pray for your son to get his black belt at his competition this weekend. He's like, but you don't feel good. Your dad's sick. Your mom's hurt. Like what? Like you're going in for surgery by all means, let me know. He's like, but you know, it's just, it is funny how that has look, come across. I'll wish your kid good luck for the black belt, but I need to know that this is what I'm wishing you good luck for. I'm, like I don't, thumbs up. Ambiguous yeah. Things. Yeah. I don't need these ambiguous things where I'm like, cause your thoughts, like please send positive thoughts my way could be like, you might be thinking of, you want to off somebody like, or hope somebody gets sick. Like I'm not, and I'm not mentally energy. over here cheering you on. I don't want to do that. I'm going to need more details. Yes. No, I agree. So I, kind of bypass I do until too. I get more information. Do either thumbs up or Hey, let's yes. And I honestly believe that if it was somebody close enough to me, um, that, that you would I need to devote that time with, they are going to notify us in alternative ways. Yes instead of a public post on social media. Just my opinion. Um, So yeah, so uh, while I agree North is young, um, I do think you have to take into consideration the lifestyle that her family is in, right? And their, their whole lives are put out there on those things. They've chosen that they've chosen to be the ones that allow their children to be filmed or photographed and stuff. There's lots of celebrities that don't do that. Yeah. That's my point. Like you put her in this world. Yes. You allowed her to be filmed. You allowed her. She is a mini celebrity. Right. So she has hands. Yes. Like you're absolutely right. There are people, I don't know who they're, I know that they have kids, but I haven't seen them because they keep them out of that yep. public eye. Like Siri Cruz has a picture here and there, right? Places, but you don't see her like all over the place. And yes. for a while, they kind of kept her covered up. And well, there's even some celebrities so, that do like um, Dax and Kristen, uh, Kristen Bell and Dax yeah, Shepard. They, they put like a sticker over the kid's face if yeah. it is there. You know, um, uh, Beyonce and Jay Z, like Blue Ivy, you rarely see their kids. And if they do, it's like they're walking with one of their parents and they're, you know, it's to some special thing or something, but still it's just, you brought this ability for your child to be seen 
already, and you are complaining about it on social media, about your child being on social media. So yeah, I say kind of, if you really want to take that fight, then fine. People are probably going to agree with you that she's young and she shouldn't be out there doing that. However, don't tell us all about it. Talk to your ex-wife, like talk to your lawyer, talk to co-parent together, talk to, your daughter. talk to her, you know, I mean, yeah. So like I said, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with him on why he's upset, but I don't think anybody I think approves trying to make him look better. That's exactly I think that's what he's doing. It's trying to make him look And everybody better. sees it, right? Yeah. So, oh, Kanye, you know, he's just a, a special kind of parent, if you will. Um, okay. So I wasn't going to really talk about this, but then I was talking with Moose, our producer, ahead of time, and... He brought it up and I can't resist. I kind of, I wasn't going to do any TV recap stuff, but are you watching Celebrity Big Brother? I am. Me too. Okay. I, we, we, we just need to touch on because it's still very early. Um, it is. Still very early. Only two people have been evicted so far, yes. right? Two. So yeah. just as a, uh, Understanding for anybody who's not really uh, been involved or is curious or hasn't started yet or whatnot, Celebrity Big Brother is a kind of a fast-tracked version of regular Big Brother, except they are celebrities. Um, Some of the times celebrity can be a loose term for some of them, but they are somebody's celebrity. And so they're put in there and it's like a, a very shortened time. What maybe only a month max, if you last the whole time. So everything's goes quicker, which I like because it keeps, keeps the energy going. There's not a lot of episodes of just people sitting around talking, which is one of my downfalls of regular big brother, but they do this sometimes in the winter to kind of bridge the gap between the summers um, where summer is for big brother, obviously. But um, this year, the celebrities in the house are Cynthia Bailey. She is from real housewives of Atlanta. Carson Cressley. He was um, first known probably for queer eye um, back on the original version. And then now Mm -hmm. he's been, I mean, he's all over the place, but now he's on RuPaul drag race um, as one of the judges there, Misha Tate, she is a MMA fighter. Um, she's a, a champion. She's a, a literal badass in there and they, they call her cupcake, um, which I think is weird, but that's her nickname in, in, in the MMA world. Uh, she's anything but a cupcake. Uh, Teddy Mellencamp, who was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is also the daughter of John Mellencamp, John Cougar Mellencamp for us 90s kids. Lamar Odom, he's the uh, former professional basketball player, was also married to Khloe Kardashian, famous for his breakdown on the Bunny Ranch or whatever it was. Shanna Mochler, 
um, back to more Kardashian ties. She was a former Miss USA, um, but she's also the ex-wife of Travis Barker and mother of Alabama and the other, the other two kids, I think. Um, so Travis Barker's ex-wife and mother of his children. Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live. Um, you might also know him from Night at the Roxbury. He's that guy. Um, Mirai Nagasu. She was the figure skater uh, who uh, was the first um, American to land the triple axle, I believe. American woman to land the triple axle in the Olympics. Todrick Hall, singer, songwriter, influencer. He's been on American Idol. He's kind of big on social media platforms now as like an influencer. Todd Bridges, who, funny enough, we recently talked about whenever they did the Different Strokes uh, live version on TV, but he is the remaining member still living from the Different Strokes cast, played Willis. Chris Kirkpatrick, he is the uh, boy band member from NSYNC. And I think that's all of them. I think I got them all. So there have been two evicted already. Uh, If you don't want to hear who it is, you can just turn down the episode. But it's not a huge deal because, like I said, it's still early on. So already gone. Teddy Mellencamp and Mirai, the figure skater, right? Okay. Yep. So being that it's super early still in the season, even though it's going pretty quick, something I've noticed is that these celebrities are going hard. Like they come in and I think they're kind of thinking like, Oh my God, this is going to be fun. I love big brother. I like watching it. So this is going to be fun. I can, I can do this and all. And then immediately within like the first day, several of them are nervous wrecks. They're become very, uh, uh, scheming and, and, overworking the game, if you will. And then there's just a couple, just a couple of people that are like, what is this game? What are we playing? What is big brother? Exactly. Somebody tell me how to do this. Um, you know, basically, and, and, and I find this funny because there are some super fans on there. Chris Kirkpatrick, Shana Mokler, I think Todrick Hall, some of those people are super fans of the actual show. So they are tending to run the the circles, if you will, of a couple of things, of a couple of people groups. But I thought it was humorous the other night that it ended up that Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live and Mirai are on the chopping block. They are the two nominees They've already had veto. They've done everything. These two are who the vote is between to go home. Chris Kattan all but stands up and says, I'm done. I think it's time for me to go home. It's been real. You guys are great, but I'm, I'm ready to go home. And the entire house votes for Mariah. (laughs) And she gets voted out in a landslide. And, um, 
you know, that is because there are super fans who are trying to vote out the competitive people, right? Um, they realize Chris Tan is doing zero in that house and he's not going to win competitions. Um, I mean, maybe mental ones or something, but he's not physical enough to do any of the other stuff. He's even said that himself. He's kind of just sitting around. He wakes up in the middle of the night and eats cake every night. Like, it's really bizarre. And then there's people like Lamar Odom, who I believe to be like very competitive and athletic and whatnot. And he's just kind of a, I don't know, he seems kind of lazy on the show and kind of just aloof and whatever. But anyway, that's my first impression of this whole thing. Um, do you have a favorite who you are pulling for or who you think is going to do well in the show? Yeah. So I love Carson. Um, entertainment factor. If he were to leave, entertainment factor would just completely go downhill. Agreed. Agreed. Um, He's got some great diary room. Great. Di- like his his diary rooms are the best, just him in general, like on the shows, yes. but he's got a competitive nature. Like he, he won a, a power of veto. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, there's that. And then I felt so bad for Lamar. Like I kind of like Lamar, like when he came in and he said, I was kind of hoping my ex was here. Yeah. My heart broke for him. I know. I've always been a Chloe and Lamar fan. And yeah. like, I'm hoping like part of me hoped like, I hope she's watching or hears about this. Right. Because right. he's even like, I don't, I'm sure I've blown my shot with her, but I feel like she was the one. And if nothing else, I just want to take her and her family out for dinner and tell them I'm sorry. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. you guys have to be back together. Totally I'm do make it. it happen. <laughs> um, I like Todrick to start off with. Like he, he and Carson were kind of my, they were both yeah. very entertaining but I'm not really loving who he's aligned himself with. Well, Todrick has committed the, the, the cardinal sin of big brother, right? He is in every single alliance alliance. and people are figuring it out and everybody's starting to see it. Yeah. That's the problem. He's in every alliance. He really only hangs out with one of the other people that he's in an alliance with. So people have put it together. Like, okay, these two are, are in cahoots. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I enjoy, I, there's not anyone on there that I don't, that I dislike. I think Shanna was, when she, she saw Lamar coming in, I kind of think that she really wanted him to know that she said that about Chloe so they could talk about the Kardashians, but Lamar's not giving her the satisfaction. And that is cracking me up. Like, yeah, I really yeah. feel like she wants to talk Kardashians with Lamar, but Lamar is like, Mm-mm. even when he was talking about it and she came in the room he kept it very like, I'm going to talk. You can say what you want, but I'm not going to respond. Like right. he just didn't respond to anything that she said. Yeah. Um, so whether he knows that she called Chloe a donkey or not, he's not giving her the satisfaction. <laughs> he, may, he may not know. Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like he's not going to entertain any talk about the Kardashian family with her. I agree. Like, and I think I she's probably figured that out. So she's just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to, if he doesn't bring it up, I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. Which is good. That's probably smart yeah. on her part. Like, just move yeah. on. And I I like Shanna. I think, I mean, yeah. I she mean, says I, I she's a super fan. So she's, you know, pretty hard. I do like the Chris Kirkpatrick, Shanna, or Shanna uh, combo. They've kind yeah. of teamed up in an odd way. Like, I don't, I didn't expect that 
yeah, to be the combo, but they seem really tight. Like he's like, they're both kind of saying like, yeah, we're going to the end here, and it's strange, but I like it. Yeah, um, I think it's a little unheard of, so that people might not see all of it all the way. And, um, I just love the whole aspect that sometimes these celebrities get, uh, they, they like super fan out when they see another celebrity. I think that's neat. You know, um, when people get excited to see an insane member, excited to see Misha Tate. He's like, I'm a huge MMA fan. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) And his eyes were just huge the whole time. He's like, Misha Tate? Yeah. And well, they were in the gym working out together and he's just like staring at her the whole time because she's punching things, you know? And he's just in awe because he's like, oh my gosh, this is like my favorite MMA fighter and she's right here beside me. Um, No, it's pretty funny. I think it's neat. And I I think think it's it's interesting. Carson knows everybody. (laughs) Like he walked in the house like, oh, I know you. And people are like, oh my God, Carson, hey, oh, oh, Carson, hey, every single person. I do think um, that's also neat. The reason that cele- Celebrity Big Brother becomes kind of intriguing to people is because to see celebrities almost knocked down a level, right, of no technology in there, they're having to kind of, you know, they're sitting around in PJs and like, playing competitions where they're getting squirted with slime or glitter and falling off things and like not being able to perform things kind of humanizes them. Right. And so you're seeing these people do not that I'm playing these games on an everyday basis, but you are seeing these people doing normal things. And again, it kind of just takes them off that celebrity high horse a little bit. And I like that. Yeah. So I don't know where it's going to go. I I do think Chris Kattan is awkward and weird and makes me highly yeah. uncomfortable to watch sometimes because I just he I, like he doesn't really he signed up for, but he didn't really know what he was signing up for. Now that he's there, he's like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. And he's and every time he talks on the uh, diary room or anytime he's always just making jokes. And I get it. Like he's a comedian, but yet it's not like, we're not getting anything from him either, you know? And, you know, I'm ready for Lamar to step up a little bit. Like I'm ready for him to kind of play the game a little more. Um, Whereas now he kind of gets called into a room and people are like, Hey, Lamar, you want to, you want to be in our Alliance? And he'll be like, yeah, okay. You know, like, I was just hoping Chloe was going to be here, but whatever. You know what's going on? It makes me yeah. laugh that he really thought that Chloe Kardashian was going to be a celebrity big brother. No, I know, but it also thing. makes me sad. But yeah, can I just say that? So in their in their little vignettes before the show starts, when they show where all the celebrities were doing and who they yes. were. And Carson was like, "I moved back to the family farm in Pennsylvania." <gasps> Immediately, I was like. I have to have a show about this and I need I to have it. him have celebrity friends over <laughs> to the farm. I love it. He on the farm is going to be hilarious. He says he wears like um, Gucci flannels and stuff now, <laughs> yeah. you know, so that it's, he's still wearing farm wear, but it's a little dressier, but he literally 
bought the family farm and is raising cows and pigs and stuff. Yes. Like, I think it's adorable. Um, and he goes and does a red carpet interview every once in a while. Like, that's just. I need a show about that. I need a hundred percent on the farm show. hundred percent. Love it. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it's still a little too early to tell like how things are going to play out, but some people are laying low just enough. Some people are doing a little too much and, um, you know, it's nice. It's going to be a condensed version of the real season. Um, and it just wets your whistle a little bit, get you ready for summertime. Yeah. I do like the real dogs. I do like that. It's, it's sped up. So it's not like a whole week of watching people on the block, veto competition, food competitions. And then the next week it's, or that Sunday it's okay, let's vote people off. And then let's have another week of head of household. And I do like that. It's like three shows a week and something happens every show, every show there's, there's there's an eviction. So it's like, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. And they've brought in a couple of different twists already just within the first week or two. And so that kind of is keeping people on their toes as well. Um, which is nice. Like I said, it's when you take away that one episode a week, that's just showing gameplay around the house, Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot more fun to watch. Not that I don't love regular big brother, but in this situation, it makes it really fun to kind of keep up with it. And it's, it's just going better. You know, Moose on our, um, our producer Moose, who is usually on our big brother episodes to discuss things, um, is refusing to watch celebrity big brother this year. Yeah. He said, he said he, he texted me the day of the airing and said, you know, he's not excited. So he's not watching. So we're just not going to call him in. We're not going to talk to him about it, but I do think he picked the wrong season to go on hiatus. Yeah. This is a good one. I think so too. This is a nice mix of people. It'll be over before the end of March. Exactly. Who doesn't love just a a quick game show to fill some evenings up when you're not watching luge or snowboarding? Yes, exactly. So, all right. Well, good. Well, I will can't wait to hear like maybe by our next episode, maybe it'll be right at the end of it or something. I don't know. I have to kind of address that. See if we are right on who's going to actually last in there. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. That was a, that was a lot. Um, kind of stuff all over the place. We got sports. We got entertainment. We got love. We got breakups. We got kids. We got TV. All the good stuff. So, goodness gracious. Anything else you need to add? Are we missing something major? Or Oh, you know what? Happy late birthday, Jeanette. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You and thank your son had birthdays like yes. within a week of each other or so, right? Three days. He was the Three fifth. Days. I was eight. Yeah. Goodness. Well, I hope it was a fantastic birthday and hope he enjoyed it well. And um, <clears throat> we we are happy that you guys have joined us on this journey of chick chat. Feel free to go back and check out any of our past episodes. They're all up on your favorite podcast players. Um, we've got some good episodes. We've got some questionable ones, but we've got some really good episodes up there too. So go back and enjoy those. And um, yeah, subscribe, listen in, check out the other shows The Mesh has to offer. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, feel free to email us at info at themesh.tv. Or you can shoot us a line on Instagram. We're at the Chick Chatter account. Yeah. 
That's all I got, girls. So good to see you. Me too. Thanks so much for joining me. And to everybody listening in, thank you. We'll catch you on the flip side.